This is week 11, if you made it, thank heavens, you could be 7 and 3, you'll be 3 and 7. Either way, let the past be the past, and listen to the Fantasy Culture Podcast. What's up? We are back. We are back. Part 2 of our week 11 episode. I am AD. This is... Hey, it is Marquise here, guys. Oh, Welcome Look again. Part 2. Welcome back to Part 2 of the Fantasy it. Culture Podcast. We are back. We are back. We are back. Um, Good first half of the episode. I enjoyed that. Definitely hit some good points. So if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to that first part, make sure you go back and listen to that first part. If you have, then get ready for a part two. Uh, Let's jump right into it. Let's jump right into it. You already know what this half consists of. We talk about our favorite segments, your favorite segments, starting off with the you bought the Bus segment. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. And you know we always talk about that big trust, big, big trust, trust, big trust. Who you gonna trust? I'm about that. Big trust. Woo woo. Don't And you know we gotta talk about our sleepers. What a dream. How the Knicks lost to the Magic, bro? We was just talking about the Knicks. Let's go Magic. Cole oh Anthony. Oh, my God, dog. Jalen Suggs. Mo Bamba. Boys <laughs> coming. Goodness <laughs> gracious. What? Oh, my the goodness, boys coming. man. That's, that's they. Yeah, for real. That's a kryptonite Knicks kryptonite, bro. Knicks, Magic. The Knicks teams. are cursed because there's just there's so much, like, invisible power in the Garden. Like, people just come to the Garden and just get... Like so, not only are you playing against a team that's probably better than yours, you got to play against a team that's probably better than you, in an arena that makes people play better. Yeah, it's just it's a it's people, a double whammy. People are like, I want to come to the garden and show out. Like, dang, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, I want to come to the mecca and ball. It's like an extra incentive. Yeah. So the team got to be extra prepared, and they sometimes they just whatever. We talking man, football. It's, it's, we ain't talking it's about New basketball. York sports. Man. This, is my, sports this is my this is my New different. York my New York pain right now. I'm real Stephen A. <laughs> My Knicks can't get it. <laughs> let's go. Let's talk back to the football, man. So what we starting off with? We said that you about the bus. Um, you yeah. want to jump it off? You want? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna jump it off. Okay. I think, I think we, we started last we time. Who we got? All right. So my first about the bus is the man, the man with the plan, Dan Arnold. The man has been balling. This That's year. about the bus this week, Dan Arnold. That's I'm going okay. with Dan Arnold versus the 49ers. I need to hear this. Um, so I know he's had a three games, been double digits. Um, but he's also going up against a good 49ers defense who is, mm-hmm. um, I want to say they're, they're about middle, close to top tier of the pack. Of, yeah, they're kind of middle of the pack. I was especially against uh, tight ends. I was looking up their, their fantasy rating. They're not too okay. far off. Um, the best team so far that Dan Arnold has played against has been the Bills, who have who do have a really good um, you know pass defense that held him to 10 fantasy points. Um, overall, though, he has that's you know that's not bad for a flex position. It's not bad for your tight end. So I'm not going to say you know that's that's bad by any means. Um, but the past three weeks, he definitely has been getting more than ten. Um, but I just don't see that happening for three. You know, for for fourth straight game, getting double digits, especially if you're going to possibly be down with a running back. Um, I don't know how much trust is in Carlos Hyde, and I just like the matchup. Where what you mean Warner. you don't know how much trust is in Carlos Hyde? Oh, well, again, I just like as far as to produce. Um, but we know the what trust is there for Urban Meyer to play him. 
that's for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, I just don't, I don't, I don't. For me, I don't, I don't really see too much with Dan Arnold being able to produce another huge game. I think he's still going to get his touches. For me, I have prediction of three catches for thirty-eight yards. I've just not seen a touchdown that he's been kind of uh, tapping into or just being highly productive and getting six or seven catches in a game, which is crazy. Okay. But he's been getting about six or seven catches, fifty, sixty yards in his games. Um, I'm kind of bumping that down to three catches, 38 yards, going to begin against a good 49ers defense. Fred Warner is known as one of the best cover linebackers in the NFL. So I'm sure he would be partly tasked with make, making sure to kind of, you know, kind of kind of keep Donald, sorry, Dan Arnold in check. Because I'm sure he can, he's still going to get his looks. He's a vital point of the offense along with James Agnew, who's been producing as well on that Jamal, team. Jamal. Jamal Agnew. James. Huh, Jamal Agnew. He's been uh, mm-hmm. throwing names in there. Uh, he's been producing as well. So for me, that's why I have my first one is Darren Arnold. I just you know I think the 49ers are coming in hot, just beating the Rams, kind of slowing down that offense. Um, so I don't really feel like Dan Arnold's going to get the same opportunities he's been having. But I still think he'll get you know some catches and some yards in there, just nothing major um, that he's been getting the past three weeks. And uh, that's my first, my first about the bus is Dan the man, Mr. Arnold. Okay, Dan Arnold. I'm not mad at it. Uh, San Fran's definitely, I, I don't know. They're a good defense, but sometimes they have their yeah. days. I just don't anticipate it being against the Jags because um, although they have been playing better, I'm just not convinced in that offense. Um, Marvin Jones and you know Trevor Lawrence just can't get on the same page. Uh, LaVishka Chanel has been absolutely terrible playing on the outside, um, but he they refuse to move him back to the inside because Jamal Agnew's been kind of doing his thing in the slot. Um, so they got stuff to figure out. Dan Arnold has, has been one of the only consistent bright points mm-hmm. next to Jamal Agnew in that offense. Recently, you know, James Robinson, of course, is James Robinson, but he just, you know, coming back from injury, still trying to get, back into the groove although he added you know he did score last week um but you know i could see i could see Arnold's uh production taking a little hit going up against a, a defense like san francisco um so i could see that i could see that i'm not mad at that um i'm not mad at that a safer about the bus safer but um but i respect it yeah it was I, safe one. It. I didn't get too risky i respect it i got kind of risky so my about the bus is scary terry mr uh, yeah Scary Terry. Mr. Terry McLaurin over there with the Washington football team. Um they just they kind of been struggling, man. They they kind of been uh they kind of been struggling. They haven't been uh playing up to par. Uh Taylor Heineke just, you know, he hasn't been as elite as we'd want him to be in place of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um it's just it, it's it hasn't been a great offensive team. So let's let's talk about some of that some of that information. So uh, over the last uh, I'm sorry over the first four games, uh, you know Terry McLaurin averaged 19.6 fantasy points. Over the last five, just 11.8 fantasy points. So that's a pretty significant difference if we're talking about production wise. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the targets because his targets is pretty much staying around the same. He's averaging about nine targets a game, which still shows, you know, a pretty significant target share. It's just a matter of the the quality of looks that he's getting, the quality of targets that he is getting. Um, probably somebody that has a really safe floor right now, if, if we're looking at receivers who can guarantee you a safe floor, maybe around you know, nine to, to 12 points. But when you drafted Terry McLaurin, you drafted him for the upside, assuming he would have a significant upside to boost him into that wide receiver, true wide receiver one territory in terms of production. Um, he's 
teetering somewhere around there because he is still someone uh, somewhat of an elite talent. But there's no denying that his um production has has seen a dip over the last uh last five games. Um, now to put it into perspective, Heineke's performance. Uh, he has just four TDs over the last five games, as opposed to eight over the first four games. So he's not really hitting, you know, receivers for for touchdowns like that. Um, if the quarterback's not playing good, the receivers aren't really eating. It kind of goes hand in hand there. So both of them are 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 playing pretty pretty poorly. Um, over the last five weeks, was Washington's football team, the receivers on that team without Curtis Samuel, um, you know, Terry McLaurin kind of battling through injuries. He was banged up last game. He came out for with a collarbone injury for a little bit. Um, and I believe he then came back. I think he came back into the game after that. Um, so that, you know, they've been struggling over the last five weeks. They're, they're in the bottom, bottom of the league in terms of wide receiver production. Just to give you an idea, they're between the Texans and the Saints. Texans, it's 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 a crapshoot over there. Other than Brandon Cooks, nobody else is really eating like that. And then you have the Saints, you know, they're struggling. And both of them kind of in a similar situation. Uh, quarterback filling in. Um, Tyrod Taylor just coming back off of injuries, starting to get kind of some traction or hoping to get traction. The Saints losing out on Jameis, so they're dealing with uh, Simeon and, and Taysom Hill. So they kind of have some quarterback uncertainty which is uh, reflective in, in the performance of the, of the wide receivers. Deontay Harris is hit or miss sometimes. Traquan Smith hit or miss sometimes. Um, so there's really no consistency there, and that's kind of the same for, for Washington. You know, Heineke struggling, hit or miss with, with McLaurin. Only thing that keeps him up there is, is the amount of targets he's getting. He's heavily targeted. So um, that just gives you a perspective of where the wide receivers are producing or are not producing. Um, so just something something to look at. Uh, so I just think Terry McLaurin is going to have a down week. I think he's going to have a down week this week. Um, uh, they're in, they're in a, uh, uh, tougher, tougher matchup this week. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised to see them really, you know, really struggle. Um, they're going up against the Panthers as we talked about their pretty good defense. Um, I think, you know, storyline, this is Cam's first game. If he ends up starting, which is leading, leading up to, um, I don't think they're going to disappoint Cam, I don't think they're going to disappoint the Panthers in that start. McCaffrey starting to play better, getting more touches. Um, so I just think it's going to be a tough week for them to produce anything. Um, and I think, you know, consequently, Scary Terry is going to have about the bus week. Uh, I'm predicting seven catches, 56 yards, no touchdown. So that's, you know, that's still roughly a good floor of like 12 points, which is what I said, 10 to 12. But if you drafted Terry McLaurin, you're not really drafting him to give you a safe floor you're you're betting on a boom because he's shown that potential before um so yeah that's it scary terry my first bot the bus man first one yeah no i like it i like it. i think one thing too that you pointed out which is really thing to point out too even along with you know the the bad play with heineke's even just them not really having available weapons other than scary terry so kind of you know causes defense deandre carter Causes teams to kind of focus on <laughs> who is that, <laughs> but he got a touchdown last yeah, week. I mean, so yeah, yeah, I just, see but, what you're saying. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I feel like defense can key in on him a little bit more, it makes it harder to get him the ball without him having to like you know just do what he does great and just kind of create separation. And I feel like someone throws like you know just Heineke just trying to get him the ball through double coverage or triple cover, whatever yeah. the case may be. I think he's been tripled, but overall, we not know he, that. Been, yo, did he caught the touchdown he caught last week 
was well, crazy. He, he, did, he did catch a crazy one. Crazy. Uh, uh, so honestly, some of his catches, I'm just like, wow, like crazy. Just, like he's fault. like it's just it's wow. He's he's a good. We talked about it before. He is a great receiver. I think um, he's I just like, just wish he had more upper. You know, it's better quarterback play. To, I think to he's top three it. in the league with the uh, most complete most. Whatever the it's for contested catches. His percentage sure. of contested his his contested catch rate percentage is pretty high. Is like yeah, it's like top three in like gotcha, like gotcha. top yeah, three I mean, in the I league. Can, but but he makes the catches. Yeah, I can see so that. He, it's, he makes it's, some crazy yeah. catches. So I, I definitely could agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's a great great point out. Tough tough defense, but you know it's it's hard when you're just the main the main focal point. Then Antonio Gibson and you no know, McKissick. Other than that, there's really no nobody else is. Nobody Logan Thomas else. has been out, so you know no Ricky one else. Seals Jones he, just he, got he, re injured. He, he didn't yeah, practice so this week, so it's just you know it's not not too much being to go on over there. Man. So oh, yeah, that, I mean that's kind of a big piece too. I forgot to mention that that uh, Ricky Seals Jones didn't practice. Oh, yeah, he, right. he got pulled for that hip injury last week. Yeah, he, he didn't practice today. Logan Thomas is still on IR. He was working off on the side today, so chances are he's not going to be activated for this game. So they're going to be down a significant, you know, tight end. Even a replacement of Ricky Seals Jones, he might not play. So that's that's a a key checkdown market for for uh, for Heineke. Mm -hmm. So I think more than anything that benefits Antonio Gibson. We kind of saw his production shoot up a little bit last week. Yeah, no, um, he, had, he had a good game against the Bucks. Better, I know you yeah. had him as about the Bucks, and I was expecting him to have a. He had a better game than expected. Um, the touchdown kind of saved him, but he definitely yeah. uh, he played good. He played a tough game. Yeah, tough game, so yeah. um, you know, and maybe they get some receptions going Antonio Gibson a little bit more. I know people have been asking for that to get him more involved in a passing game since he was pretty much what converted from a running back to a wide. Well, he was a wide receiver in in college. Yeah, I but converted so. to a running back. Yeah, and then even then, yeah. I think last year he just—I think overall last year showed his futures of both running yeah. the ball and receiving the ball. And they were trying to compare him to like you know CMC style, yeah, Christian with Ron Rivera and unlocking yeah. all of that. Yeah, yeah no, so, stop it. Definitely, <laughs> obviously, did not pan out that way so nah. far this season. But nah. um, yeah, I mean, I like I like I liked about the bus and um. We'll see, kind of see how that plays out. Okay. Not, not a bad all, right, all right, all right. So we so, got Dan Arnold, then we got a scary Terry. And then my uh, second, who else we got? Uh, let me let me hear your second, second one person. is Mr. Wentz. Mr. Carson Wentz would be my my about the bus here against the you Bills. Said Carl Winslow. Carson. Carson Wentz. Wentz. Okay. Yep. Against, uh, against <laughs> the Bills. <laughs> Bills. Um. Obviously, we know is one of the best defense. Best defense against the quarterback, which they average. Quarterbacks only average eleven points against the Bills, which is wild. Dang. Really. I was like, it goes from it goes the Bills at eleven. I think the Pack or someone else at like fifteen, and then immediately jumps to like twenty. And I was like, wow. Dang. Okay. That's that's crazy. It, it was wow. it was a big gap. Okay. Yeah. It's, um. Let me see here. Let me pull it up. So yeah, the Bills are uh right here. The Bills are 11.1, and then the Patriots are right after that, 15. And then it's the Panthers, then the Broncos, Chargers, Cardinals. Um, yeah, he's the lowest. At, their Bills are lowest at 11.1. And I was like, wow. And I went, when I went through their their schedule and just looking through to see the teams they played, mm-hmm. and like I said, Josh Allen always appeared as a top quarterback at every single game they played in this year. It's always mm-hmm. Josh Allen as a top quarterback. And the quarterback just doesn't get a lot of play. And they may throw a touchdown, but they always throw interceptions that just, mit- that, you know, just mitigates a touchdown they threw. Yeah. So, you no know, drops their fantasy points. So, I was like, okay. Because I didn't believe it. I'm like, 11.1 seems seems kind of low. Like, I would think it wouldn't be that low. But then I actually went through and checked. And I'm like, no, nah, it's actually very very believable. Maybe only one or two quarterbacks kind of put some points on them. But other than that, everyone else has been fairly low. And no, not much production. Um, but wow, okay. So I have Carson Wentz here. This is going to be a game in Buffalo. Um, again, they do great against the quarterback. 
Um, Colts are built on the run, and you know they will throw the ball. They've shown that this year. You know they definitely get Michael Michael Pittman the ball, but you know I see Tre'Davious White covering him, mm-hmm. great lockdown corner, along with just double teaming him over the top with either you know Poyer or Micah Hyde, whoever the you know whoever kind of more more so Micah Hyde. Um, but you know I kind of see them you know kind of maintaining what they do in the pass game. It's going to be more of a running style game. Um, I gotta check the weather, but um, you know, we're coming down to you know December time up north. We know it starts to get windy and snowy over there. We already saw a snow game, no, a little bit of snow showcasing in the Packers and a little flurry. It yeah. looked better. It looked yeah. better pregame yeah, than pre-game it did come and, game and, time. And even even as like, we towards the end of the game, get into it. Yeah, end of the game, we start to see some kind of snow yeah, on the field. But, but it was kind of clear but, for yeah. the most of the game. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. snow so, was in the air. So yep. I feel you. Yeah, so we're definitely getting towards that. And this is tar- towards the season where we get to see those teams more sort of run it out, unless they're used to playing in that weather. You're to see more of a run-based game and again this is the style of the Colts mm-hmm. um, so for me I only have once here getting um, I have 185 yards with a touchdown and an interception um, okay. I don't I don't really see this being again a big passing game for him I see this me being more of a running game utilizing more of a you know a, a slower pace depending on uh, how this weather is looking but um, yeah Carson Wentz last week I want to say he had 20 um, he's been He's been okay this year with his fantasy points, been averaging around yeah, 17, he's been pretty 18. Good. So, um, again, I, I'm not, I'm for this one, way the, the way the Bills are playing, I'm only seeing like a 13 point outcome from, from Winston this and maybe less than that. And, uh, yep, that's my about the bus. Wow. Okay. Dan Arnold and Carson Wentz. Dan Arnold and Carson Wentz. Very interesting picks. Right. Um, Random. I agree with Carson Wentz. It's a tough matchup. Um, it's, you know, Bills have been stout all year defensively. So just automatically cap anybody who you think is going to pop off. Probably not going to happen on, on the Bills. They're, they're, they've been very good at, uh, you know, limiting stars to, um, to, to, to to production that they allow, not not what the opponent is able to create. So as long as that defense is clicking, uh, I think it'll be a tough day for, for Carson Wentz. Um. Who else I got? Oh, my second, James Robinson. My second by the bus is James Robinson. So you had Dan Arnold, and I got James Robinson. So who's really going to eat? Should I now go play Agnew? Because if these guys guys are about the bus, I might have to call up Agnew and see what's up. Hey, Agnew been producing. He sure has. He sure has. Um, But let's let's talk about James Robinson, man. 49ers, they bottled up a Rams run game, which, you know, hasn't been super explosive. Hasn't been a prolific backfield. Um... But the 49ers only gave up 51 rushing yards between Henderson and Michelle combined. Um, you know, James Robinson has been banged up, as we talked about earlier in the first part of the episode. Um, he's been dealing with a he's dealing with a knee injury now. Um, prior to that, he missed a game with a heel injury. So, you know, he's start he's starting to take he's starting to take some of that uh some of those beatings that 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 those uh you know DBs <laughs> are giving him. And like we we talked about in the, in the first part as well, um, he's not really a bigger back. You know, I, he, I I think he's under six. He's definitely under six feet. I think he's like five ten. Yeah, he's like five ten. Um, he's like five ten. He's he's solid, but he's not one of your bigger backs. So he's not your six two, six three. Yeah, back like that. But he's, he's not. He's a solid so back. solid back, shifty, good running back, great running back, which is why he earned the position he's in as an undrafted free agent. Um, but uh, you know, he he's banged up. He's banged up, and he's and he's going against a tough 49ers defense, like who, like I just said was really good against the run against against the Rams. Um, you know, 49ers, they've been uh, pretty respectable against the run. They've only really given up two big games in the last five. Um, they gave up that crazy game that nobody saw coming from James Conner where he had three touchdowns. And then um, he gave up one game of over 100 yards. 
um, to, to Jonathan Taylor, who deservedly has been on a hot streak. Um, so I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that. But other than that, they've held everyone else to under 100 yards. Um, there hasn't been, I think there's been sprinkled in maybe one or two other players who maybe hit double-digit fantasy points. But they've been limiting to uh, to running backs. So, uh, you know, they haven't been as bad as maybe the numbers would show because that 40-point showing I definitely skewed the numbers a bit. Um, but I, I'd have to see it. I'd have to see it here and see what the Jags offense can do because, um, to me, they're just in kind of a stag stagnant point right now. I don't know how successful that run game is going to be. I don't know how successful the passing game is going to be. So it's going to be a tough matchup for 49ers. I mean, I'm sorry for the, for the Jaguars from the 49ers because they're going to be facing a pretty aggressive defense, a pretty aggressive defense. And, um, did Urban Meyer and, and company scheme for that? Is Trevor Lawrence going to be able to get the ball out of his hands quickly so that he can beat some of that pressure? Um, you know, only time will tell. Only time will tell. But uh, Jaguars overall, they've kind of been struggling from 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 the uh, from the running game. You know, uh, thirty two teams in the league, they rank twenty six out of thirty two in terms of running back production for this season thus far. So they're already a bottom of the barrel kind of running game. Um, going up against a tough defense that doesn't really translate well. So, uh, so we'll see. I'm calling it. I'm saying 17 carries, 64 yards, uh, no touchdowns this week for James Robinson. Um, I think the injury is going to kind of limit his production. Uh, I think you know they kind of try and maybe not run him into the ground as much. Uh, you know that's what I would think. You know, the, Urban Meyer did draft uh, Etienne. He got injured, as we know. Um, you know, do they move on from James Robinson and really commit to Etienne? A lot of unanswered questions, a lot of uncertainty surrounding what's going to happen when he returns. Uh, but I would think, you know, with the injuries that seem to be piling up on James Robinson, they kind of ease back, maybe continue to develop, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, let him throw a little bit more, maybe let him get some some confidence in, in his pocket presence, um, and then just hand it off to James Robinson gradually, see what he's able to do with the ball. Um, but like I said, 17 carries, 64 yards, and no touchdowns. Maybe sprinkle, you know, two or three receptions in there. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my second ball to bust. James Robinson going up against the 49ers. I like it. I like it. Both both Jaguar players selected for the for the about the bust segment this week. And um, yeah, them injuries when they hit, they hit different specials. Running back, you got a heel and a knee. Uh, I don't know much much worse you can get than that. Uh, can't really do too much cutting and too much, you know, planting on the, on those legs. And then he's been he's been limited. Like uh, practicing has just been iffy with his heel throughout the past couple of weeks. So missing a game, playing a game, just kind of showcases his health right now at this moment. So um, I can see it. Like you said, 49ers is coming in hot. They're coming off against a, a, a great win, a great defensive win, really. Um, offense was good. Debo was really the, the main factor there. But the defense played really good, and it was good to kind of see them pick it up. Um, during this point point in the season where they're just trying to you know catch a stride and I don't feel like they're gonna look to stop that against the Jaguars so I like it I like it all right all right all right so that's our uh about the bus segment we had Dan Arnold we had James Robinson um you had Carson Wentz yep Dan and Arnold I and Carson Wentz scary Terry so those are our four picks for our about the bus segment um, let's move on to the next one where we talk about our big trust. Who you gonna trust? Big trust. Whoop whoop. Uh, let's see. You just you 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 started off the bottom of the bus, right? All yep. right. So, 
let's dive into the big trust. I'm going to start it off first. We'll talk about Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Jalen Hurts has been one of the top quarterback performance uh, performers over these last uh, five weeks. Uh, you're going to hear me say five weeks a lot. <laughs> the season, too. But early on <laughs> in the season, he was. they started talking about crazy stuff. Is Minshew about to come in and, you know what I mean, relieve him? Some like, you know, just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it with the Stephen A. Just nah. <laughs> no, no, that's not gonna happen, bro. Like Jalen Hurts is actually good. It's it's the scheme that was just kind of he's still a rookie to me. Like, yeah, he came in last season, he got some NFL play under his belt, but he's still technically a rookie. He's still technically a rookie to me. Um, and, and maybe to, to some others. I've you know, I've heard analysts regard him as still having He's still being of that rookie tier, still being a, a quarterback that has experience, but minimal experience in his second year, going into his second year. Um, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. But nonetheless, you're gonna hear five weeks a lot at this point because I like to look at the previous five weeks. I think that's a pretty good buffer to see where a team is and where kind of the trajectory of where they're headed. So, um, but over the last five weeks, uh. They're playing against the Saints. The Saints are the third are the third worst team in the NBA. NBA, third worst team <laughs> in the NFL against quarterbacks. Yeah, the Saints in the NBA, right? Um, third worst team in the NFL against quarterbacks. Um, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles seem to be finding a little bit of, of a groove. We talked about it earlier that they play better on the road. They have yet to win a home game, and guess where they play this week? A home game. So couple of things they got to overcome they got to overcome this storyline that they can't win at home um and they got to just overcome the adversity that may come with who they play this week with the saints saints are known to be a tough uh tough defense but they've been kind of generous to to quarterbacks jalen hurts is going to need to have a good game to continue that pattern of of the saints being um inviting to to, to quarterbacks for the most part um Saints also, they gave up two rushing TDs back-to-back to to quarterbacks. So the game prior, uh, Matt Ryan had one, and I forgot who they played week, uh, you know, week week nine, I believe. But they also gave up a rushing touchdown to that quarterback as well. Um, Over the last five weeks, in terms of total scores, um, they've given up an average of 21.8 points per game. So roughly 22 points, three touchdowns, two touchdowns, maybe a couple field goals. Um, but at the least, you're looking at two touchdowns, two touchdowns. So um, even if Jalen Hurts is able to get one on the ground, one through the air, that's a pretty solid performance. That's a pretty solid performance. So, you know, look look, look forward to that. Um, thus far, Jalen Hurts is QB six on the season. He's quarterback six on the season. So he's in that QB one tier right now. And with the schedule coming up, I think they play Washington twice. Um, he has a pretty easy schedule. He has a pretty easy schedule. I think second easiest schedule for quarterbacks and uh for the rest of the season. So uh Jalen Hurts, I, I'm a Jalen Hurts. I roster Jalen Hurts in all my leagues this season. And uh I, I like where it's headed. I like where it's headed. Um, uh, but I like him to have a good game against New Orleans this week. Um, so my prediction is two TDs. I actually had him for one rushing, 224 yards through the air, 65 on the ground. And uh, one pass in TD. And I think he finishes inside the top 12 quarterbacks this uh, this week. 
And that's my first uh who you could trust, Jalen Hurts. Right. That is that is very true. That was um I was telling I was telling Dre that last night I actually put Jalen Hurts as my about the bust. Um and I did it without you see really this? you see how I, this works. I only did it going based off the Eagles playing at home and just how the Saints kind of play defense. Um and that, that that was my only idea. But then I was, you know, as the night went on, I was like, let me look up his numbers. And all I saw was 20, 20, oh, 20, four. 18, 20, 22, 28. And I was like, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I was, four like, at the crib. I was oh, like, you know four. what? Never mind. We're going to go ahead and just backtrack I mean, all that. I that is a good so point, though. That's a reason just, for concern. Yeah, I just, it, it is. It's, it's, it's a reason for concern, but it's just, it was hard for me to, you know, mm. when the numbers were there, I'm like, yeah, they, they may not win, but he's still produces because he's still a vital part of the offense that you know even though they're trying to figure out everyone else's identity they know Jalen Hurts's identity whether it's running the ball in for a touchdown or obviously you know trying to get a pass to Devontae Smith or whoever else you know Goddard whoever it is there's other receivers um, over there because huh. nobody else seem to be doing anything yeah, with Devontae and, Smith. And, which is crazy where's Quez Watkins where's Jalen that's what happened he had a Wait. nice throw to him dropped it Rager it looks like they don't really utilize, I don't know they that's utilize what I'm saying. him that's in weird ways they so. don't utilize him what happened to yeah. other buddy what's uh the Greg uh, Greg Ward Greg Ward yeah uh, Travis Fulgham is he even still over no, there no one of them they let one of them go and, uh, it might have been Fogum, I think. Yeah, one of, yeah, one of them to let go. But dang, um, still. Yeah, but overall, just overall, they just it just seems Goddard like they're got just injured early. Out. Yeah, with the concussion. Yep, so they're just trying to figure out where they want to go with their team, and they're just you know, like you said, Hurts is still kind of like a rookie, so this team is still very young, um, still very trying new. To figure out their identity and out. a new scheme because yeah. he had Doug Peterson last year. Yeah. So and now this year he has uh, Nick Sirianni, right? Yep. Yeah, Nick Sirianni this year. So it's it's a different scheme. Yeah. You know, we talk about all of these rookies coming in, quarterbacks coming in and learning playbooks and adjusting the coaching schemes or whatever. Jalen Hurst still had to do that. Mm-hmm. Still had to do that. And he seems to be getting less slack. So it's either because people aren't, you know, I mean, giving him the same equal treatment or they're expecting more out of him, which isn't a bad thing because they have expectations set really high for him. Which means he can potentially be a good quarterback. So just some extra context there. Yeah. I'm right. assuming. His, I'm assuming his. You know, it's Philly, so they're probably looking at him like he oh needs to be a leader. We know how that <laughs> goes. Philly don't play when it comes to sports. Ask your man Ben. Sure. It don't matter who you are. <laughs> you, you know, everyone. Donovan McNabb got booed when he yeah, got drafted. Philly, Philly <laughs> eats you up, man. They're right, Philly fans. Yeah, it's different it's over there. You got to be ready. You got to be Philly. You got to be Philly. If you're not Philly mindset, different. you're not gonna make it. And and like you, you said, Ben, ben is showcasing. They get on you, young bull. They, they get it. on you, yeah. young bull. That's how you're going to hear, young bull. <laughs> young bull, they That's get it. on you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like the pick, though. I like Jalen Hurts' pick. Like I said, I had this my about the bus, and I immediately was like, once I checked everything, I was like, nah, nah, I can't do it. And um, I yeah. like, I like. I mean, hopefully, like you said, hopefully they can fit that storyline and, and win. Win at home. Get a, they get a home to, win. They need to, man. That, that would really man. change the tide. You got to get a win for the brotherly love, man. Yeah, gotta, that, that, that'll league. kind of shift the tide of things, yeah. I, I think, if they get that they get that win. That'd be a good look. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. But, um. Who you, right, so, who you got? Who you got? Who can trust? I I'm trust going, from you this week? I'm going right back to the Colts. But uh, instead who of Carson got? Wentz, I'm going JT. Mo Alley Cox? Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you ain't going Mo Alley. I thought you nah, was thinking about this. You know Mo Alley. This, this is the time Mo Alley kind of <laughs> sizzles out. This is when Mo Alley ain't no Mo Alley. Yeah, he, he had his time. He, <laughs> he had his, ain't no Mo. Yeah, he was chilling in the alley not too long ago, but now, yeah. he, now he's out. Yeah, now he's back on the street. He belongs to the street. figure it out. Next year he'll get it back. All right, so who you said, yeah, JT? So JT, which All is tough. Right, let me, it's a, let me this, hear this about it, because that's a tough Bills, matchup. So let again, me hear about Once it. again, the Bills, again, top defense against running backs as well. Not just quarterbacks, not just receivers. It's across the board. Number one defense, especially against running backs. Another another low number of 11, um, if I'm not mistaken, closer to 12, um, as far as their average of running backs that they allow fantasy points. 
Um, but for me, I think Jonathan Taylor is just playing at another level at this current moment. Um, he's really getting grasping the the NFL's pace and speed, and and was and Wisconsin. So he was just him and AJ Dillon were two running backs who were already projected to be top NFL running backs just because of how they ran the ball. They ran it in such an NFL way. Um, just hit the hole, uh, you know. Just kind of you know not 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 too much dancing around and just kind of you know playing the part whether it's blocking as well. Um, and I just feel like JT again has just been he's been on a nice little tear this year. Um, he started off last year, and um, you know, he so he showed signs of improvement as the season went on, and mm-hmm. he took a tear around this year, around this time last year, as you pointed out, on the, before we started recording, and um, you know, he's starting to do it again this year. He's starting to pick it up. The Colts' offense yeah. is just built for the run, and I feel like although the Bills have been um a great defense overall, um, they are gonna most likely be down Edmonds, their safety. Uh, Matt Milano is currently limited. Um, this tackle star, I'm going to butcher this star, Latule, Latulele, he is on a COVID list. I know list. Talking about. <laughs> yeah, he, he's on a COVID list, so they're a little slightly banged up as far as run defense um, when it comes to the middle of that, when the middle of that field, especially the, especially the D tackle. So for me, I kind of have this as Jonathan Taylor continue to do what he's doing. The Colts are based off the run, um, and I just feel like this is going to be a game where he is going to go ahead and continue to still put up some numbers that he's putting up. I don't feel like he's going to be, you know, no high 20s at all or even mid 20s. I would say maybe lower 20, 18, 17. Um, but which is still a, which is still a good a still a good matchup when it comes to the Bills who only allow 11 points on average to running back. Uh, so for me, I have this being a game where Jonathan Taylor will have 28 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Um, and I can see Ooh, 28 carries. That's yeah, Jude, That's spicy. Boy, run the ball. My mother, my other factor is the weather. Okay. This you no. Know, so again, as I was pointing out, this is in Buffalo. Um, look, we're looking going up north when it starts to get windy around this time of the year, starting to pick up little by little until we get into December. You know, the biggest thing again, he went to Wisconsin. He is used to the cold weather. He is used to just running the ball. That's all Wisconsin did. So for me, I feel like this is nothing new of, of, a, of a predicament for him. And, and I feel like he will continue to, you know, go on this pace. He's been going on this year, along with the 28 carries and 110 yards rushing and the touchdown, maybe two catches in there. Um, sometimes I like to do little screen passes to him. Um, probably say two catches for about twenty yards and uh maybe seventeen, but yeah, that's my that, that's my who to trust is Jonathan Taylor. I can see this kind of being a game again, gets about seventeen, eighteen fantasy points, just more than the average that the Bills have allowed this year. I just like to run. This is a big game for both teams. Both teams need a win. Um, Bills are coming off hot. The Colts are coming off a nice little you know nice little run right now too as well. So, um, that's my that's my first. Who to trust, Mr. Jonathan Taylor. You heard it there first. The man Marquis said to trust JT this week. All right. Uh, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I didn't think he'll get I'm sat not, anyway, but I'm not I'm not mad at it. Um you, is, you know, we, we've kind of talked about how I how I feel about um Jonathan Taylor. He's not a fan, which is crazy. I would I would think I'm you'd not, be a fan. But what I can understand, I'm all for everyone's you know, everyone's uh, you know perspective of how they see the nah, players. I'm not, so. I'm not I wouldn't say I'm not a I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. I just I, I thought last year he struggled with vision. They're like he's he's a talented back, but I feel like he struggled with with vision. That was my one gripe about his um his running style was that he just he wasn't really finding the holes and hitting them as as well as he should have been. His numbers were still good, but if you watch the games, there was moments where his numbers could have been much better had he been able to to just see the field a little bit better in in his in line of sight. Um but this is the same time around last season he started to cook up and he ended on a high note for for a lot of um you know for for a lot of te- a lot of teams a lot of championship teams that ended up in the championship or made it deep into the playoffs um but he's definitely a producer and and, and 
uh, I'm I'm excited or encouraged to see what happens with with the Colts. You know, they have a really good defensive young core. Um, you know, T.Y. Hilton maybe passed his time, so he may be on his way out. Michael Pittman seems to be the the alpha, the short alpha in that receiving oh, yeah. core. Um, but then you make room for guys like Pascal. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor coming up. You had Naheem Hines still, Marlon Mack looking like he may be on another team next year. So it's it's gonna look different next season, but that same core will be there. And um Jonathan Taylor will be at, at, at the forefront of it along with uh along with Michael Pittman. So um I just I want to continue to to see more. This season I can definitely say his vision has improved. Um you know, and and maybe I, I just gotta see more consistently. Maybe I gotta see more consistently. I don't see I don't feel like he's overhyped. Um, but I just want to see, I want to see a little bit more. I want to see a little bit more, but he's, he's definitely in a good, uh, position. As you said, that offense is, is a real, um, run favorite offense. Um, so he, he's definitely in the right system to produce. So I'm not mad at it. Go ahead and trust your boy, Jonathan Taylor this week. Um, even though he's playing Buffalo, you know, just, uh, it's gonna be a tough, yeah, it's gonna be a tough matchup. So, um, I just, I go and know, just like the way he's playing, he's playing great and, um, just like the momentum to carry over, but you know, we'll see. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough game. Okay. Okay. I like that. So, um, so my second, you know who, you know, we gonna talk about owners, owners get rostered people who have this guy rostered. Gather in, bring it in, because guess who we're talking about? We're talking about Miles Gaskin. Many of you may have given up on Miles Gaskin, <laughs> but here we are with Miles Gaskin. That is my second about the bus. I'm sorry, not not about the bus. He's not about the bus. This is my second who to trust. Miles Gaskin, let's talk about it. It's about to get real crazy. It's about to get real conspiracy theory is. About to get, it's about to get real, real. We about to roll some conspiracies here. We about to roll some conspiracies. So let's talk about it. Let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. Well, first off, the Jets are on the menu. Um, worst all, against the run all season. Said. Yeah, that's pretty much where it stops. <laughs> Play with confidence. Jets on the menu. Um, but nah, he's the worst against. They're worst against the run. Worst in the last five weeks. Worst in a season. Hasn't changed. Um, so let's talk about it a little bit. He's averaging 15 touches over the last four games. Pretty, That's pretty decent. That's pretty decent. 15 touches, give or take. You get a little more. You get a little bit less. But over the last four games, averaging 15 touches. Um, just about four catches, which is on pace of kind of where he's been throughout the season so far. Um, other than the 10 reception game he had in Tampa Bay, uh, which is the uh, the outlier to 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 his production. Um, but let's let's get down to this to this little tidbit of info. Um, you only play Miles Gaskin this season on odd weeks. That means 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 11, 13, 15, 17. Even weeks, you do not play him. Somehow, this is this is some some weird black magic <laughs> gypsies. It's it's this it's accurate. It makes sense. Let's talk about it. Why does it make sense? Let's talk about it. Gaskin. Gaskin, check me out. On odd weeks, he averages 17.66 PPR points. Fantasy PPR points, 17.66. Even weeks, 5.26. points. Bro, you did you hear that? 17.66 odd weeks. Huge difference. 5.26 even weeks. What? 
That's like, crazy. Like, bro, that's, that's crazy. That's Why? Like, <laughs> Why? What is it? What is it? Where we are? Every other week is like, eh. but we're about to be. <laughs> even yeah. we, he's like, dang, it's this this week six. Yeah. Ah, I ain't got nothing for him. I'm on. <laughs> I don't have Lord. anything for him. This is week. What we at week ten already? I don't got nothing for him. But where we're at, we're in the eleventh week or approaching. Well, in the eleventh week right now. Statistically, this season, every odd week, he's performed every single one, and every single even week. He's underperformed. Now, if we ride this to the end of the season, it makes sense. Really quickly, I'm just going to pull it up so we have an idea of what his matchups are like for the rest of the year in terms of um even weeks and odd weeks. So this week, he plays the Jets. We talked about it. Fire him up. Next week, even week, he plays Carolina. Ooh. Tougher run defense. <laughs> week 13, he plays the Giants. Ooh. It's, you lick your chops. This this guy is, is looking good so far. Week fourteen, he's on a bye. Thank you, thank goodness. <laughs> week fifteen, he's back against the Jets. Week sixteen, well. yeah. Week sixteen, New Orleans. A little bit tougher. A little bit tougher. Seventeen, Tennessee. Granted, Tennessee's been playing better run defense, but it's still Tennessee. It's still Tennessee. <laughs> and then week eighteen, they end on. The Patriots. So the teams I noted in odd weeks, you likely, if you have a, a, a running back, you're going to play that matchup because they're good matchups. Even weeks, they're not good matchups. We can ride this to the end of the season. It makes sense. It makes sense. The odd weeks he's played so far, week one, 12.6 points. Week three, 10.4 points. Week five, 31.9 points. Week seven, 17.7 points. Week nine, 15.7 points. Wasn't that 31 on the Bucks? 31 was with the Bucks. Yep, with the 10 reception game. <laughs> Even weeks, 8.6. Uh, week two against Buffalo. Week four against and the Colts, 0.3. Ugh, I remember that. Point, uh, week six against Jacksonville, which was supposed to be a smash matchup. So, so peep what I'm saying here. Even week, smash matchup. He gave us 3.4. I was so tight. Okay, three, <laughs> three point like, four. The week prior to that, you snapped me, and then you come back, and then you come point. back. That's what I'm saying. This is a pattern right now. Week eight against Buffalo, he gave us eight point five. Well, respectable floor, but not what you're looking for. When in week seven, he gave Atlanta seventeen. Week nine, fifteen point seven against Houston. Week ten against Baltimore, five point five, and here we are at week eleven. He is playing the Jets. You're about to watch film and say, you know what? I'm going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's week. What week is this? Week 11? Oh, I got to show up. Man, listen. Miles Gaskin owners. Miles Gaskin team managers who have him rostered. Listen to what I'm saying here, including myself, because I have him on one team. Markeith, you have him on a team as yep, well. I have him as well. We are only playing him on odd weeks. Let's all come together and just decide. We're only going to play him on odd weeks. I've given you stats. I've given you numbers. You guys see what's up. Odd weeks. Odd weeks. All right? So this week, even more so, Tua comes back off his injury. I don't think they're going to have him airing it out as much because they should be in control of this game against the Jets. They, sh they should more than likely be in control of this game against the Jets. So I think it could be a really a really big Gaskin game. I think he's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to get a lot of looks as they just, you know, 
push forward, push past the Jets. Um, so I predict 18 carries, 73 yards, five receptions, 40. I'm sorry, yeah, five receptions, 47 yards, one TD, leading him to a top 15 finish. Now, granted, PPR, you're looking at uh seven, five receptions as 12 with 47 yards. Yeah. That's a point per yard. So you're looking at somewhere roughly around like 17 points. You know, seven for the 73 yards, five mm-hmm. receptions add on to that. That's 13 plus 40 yards. You get a point per yard. That's like 17 points plus a TD, which is probably what six in most leagues, four or six. Yeah, it's like six. For Either way, you would. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yes, you're yeah. in a 20 range, 21, 23 ish range of points. That's good enough for a top 15 finish this week. So Miles Gaskin, I hope you take heed to this warning here. Managers who have him rostered, play him on odd weeks only. Miles Gaskin, my bout to trust. You trust him, big trust this big week trust. against the Jets. No, we love to hear. I have him. Uh, Case closed. He's starting for me for sure. And uh, <laughs> you got what, once you brought that up about the odd weeks, it just made sense because I, I, you, I forgot to take him out. And you even texted me like, I told you about the all weeks. And right. uh, <laughs> just, and you see and what happened. Nothing, man. You Five see points, it. man. And, um, I got to thank Reddit for that. Somebody in, somebody commented on a post about him in Reddit and brought that to light. That's the first time I saw it. Maybe it was somewhere else. But somewhere on the Reddit thread, somebody was like, yo, you only when play him all Reddit, Reddit is the place. If y'all don't know. Reddit be the lick. You'll don't find sleep. so much hidden gems. Mystery injuries well, that are just Well, you see, Kanye talking about he get his OnlyFans yep. from, from Reddit. Bootleg off Reddit. <laughs> Reddit got it all, bro. Reddit got it all. Don't sleep. Yeah, that Don't just shows sleep. you. Not about like it. I do, I do like the but, big uh, trust. Gaskin, um, man. Gaskin, listen. Good matchup. Yeah, it's a good matchup. You know, if you if you buying into what I'm selling right now, if you buying what I'm selling, you know what I mean? It, odd weeks. Look into it. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep. So... Uh, Miles Gaskin, that's my second. Uh, that's my second big trust, and I know you got one more for us. Yeah, so, uh, my big trust. What you talking about? Uh, not too much here. I got Mister Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, he's been I on a nice to, little yeah. streak. Yeah, yeah. I trying to do too many Thursday nights because you know it's just right around the corner. But uh, yeah, Thursday night game. I got Hunter Henry. Mainly, again, we, we, we've been talking about all episodes. Usually, just going to be d- your Damon Harris in the past defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I throw Hunter Henry in there as well as a, as a who I trust. He's been on a, a nice little a fire streak right now with Mac Jones, especially with John o. Smith out. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter Henry has scored six touchdowns in the past seven games. Uh, he may not get as many catches. He's usually averaging around four catches um, so far for the past about out of the seven games. He's been averaging about four catches. Yeah, he's making the best out yards. of his limited opportunities. Um, but yeah, he's definitely been making the best out of that. They look for him in the red zone. They just look for him randomly throughout the game. Big time. Um, so that's why I know as, as a Thursday as a Thursday night game where it's gonna I'm a, gonna base it's gonna be more off a of pace just the way how the Patriots kind of play how I'm pretty sure Belichick's gonna want to keep his players healthy so I, w- I will look through this to be more of a running style game dump down to the tight end I can easily see Hunter Henry um, going ahead and getting another touchdown and continuing on his streak for me I have a prediction of four catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. Um, I don't really see the offense throwing too much. Mac Jones doesn't really throw the ball a whole lot. He's just really efficient when he does throw, and he gets the ball to where where it needs to be, and he gets it to his you know his receivers, tight end, or his running back, whoever it is on the other end. And um, again, he's built his rapport with with Mac Jones, and Hunter Henry's been known for that. Only problem he's had over the years is staying healthy, and that's it. He's been doing a great job so far of being healthy and just showcasing that he can produce when he's on the field. 
And again, he's lucky, you know what I'm saying, he's lucky, but John o. Smith is currently out, so that, you know, just allows him to have more opportunities. And um, so that's my uh, that's my big trust. Nothing too crazy. Thursday night game, Hunter Henry, um, just looking for him to continue on his his shine as far as getting um, you know, getting those touchdowns through the games. And if you know if it's tight end that you're looking to kind of get a little base, you know, a little base ten. Mm-hmm. So far, he's been doing that. Um, so that's my that's my that's my big trust so far this week, Mister okay. Hunter Henry. Okay, sweet, sweet, right to the point. I like it. Came in, handled business, brought up Bow. Hunter Henry. Explained your, you know, what I mean, your reasons. Let me. I want to. I just. I look. I looked something up when you were just talking about that, mm-hmm. and I want to just shed some light a little bit on on his opportunity of what he is seeing and how much of yeah. a, of a great pick that was. So, um, it is. It's tight numbers. It, it's close. It's close quarters. So if he doesn't hit the mark, yeah, it's tough. It's tough for him to produce. But let me let me see. Let me let you know what I'm talking about. So red zone targets, he commands a pretty significant share, twenty three percent. 23% of the time they're in the red zone, he's getting he's getting the look. So that's basically if they're you know, you'd say once every every yeah, four would, downs yeah. pretty much I would in think, the red zone. Yep. Usually they try to go to him maybe about second down. Yeah. Second second to fourth down. You know, they try to run see if they can get a run in real quick. And if mm-hmm. they can't get that, a nice play action to him. Yep. He's a good catcher. He's a great catcher. So his only issue over the years has been ACL injuries. Yes, they are. And, and that's mm-hmm. that's really it. Other than so, every time he's playing the Chargers, he's produced if he's on the field. So check me out. He has 12 targets in the red zone, eight completions. How many of those you think are touchdowns? Uh, I'll probably say he doesn't have eight. So I'll probably ooh, actually what does he have? Six. Um, I would probably say six. Ooh, close. Six or seven would be my guess. Seven. But, okay. Eight completions. So almost every time they've completed a pass to him, other than one time, he scored a touchdown. Yeah. On a 23% target share. So that's solid in yeah, the red man, zone. So I'm, you you mainly want to look at I mean, I, I don't know what the numbers are now, but I'm sure red zone defense, how, you know, how efficient Atlanta's red zone defense is, because if it's pretty low, then the probability of him getting to the red zone and mm-hmm. the way that New England has been scoring in the red zone, it now his 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 uh, potential is kind of spiked. It's on a it's on a positive trajectory. Um, so I like all that to say, I do like Hunter Henry's pick. Um, it is tight numbers because you're you're basically counting on on the on the touchdown. Yeah, because if not, you're um, only getting like maybe six, yeah, seven points, yeah. and maybe less know, than that. Yeah. He might just get you three, yeah. four. Three, Who knows? Four, like Twenty. He's only 30, getting right. like three. You know, like you said, like three, four targets yeah, a game. So the, they don't they don't pass the but ball he's a taking whole advantage. lot. They just they're just yep. efficient and they take he's advantage. He's taking advantage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that uh, so I, I like Hunter Henry, man. Good 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 choice there. Um, he might also be on people's waivers too. Yeah. I don't know, you know. What I mean, Goddard is on his concussion protocol. I'm like kind of, you know. What I mean, looking. I'm in the cut, just trying to I see what's going a, on. I seen him on a bench, which is what made me like, what? Yeah, kind of. Well, yeah. not what because I don't know who they had over him, but I still was like, man, he's been kind of active. You know, he hasn't been yeah. crazy numbers, but he's definitely been active, putting up some base points. And yeah. I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta put him on here. Yeah, he's he's definitely producing, man. I guess people just kind of shy away from the unpredictability based on like he's not getting volume Mm -hmm. you just gotta hope for the touchdown but he's on an offense where they've been grooving and moving so so you know i mean it's offense man yeah it's it's looking efficient so that's what's up that's good i like hunter henry um hopefully he he hits on the marks that you mentioned and we have another good good week out of him um but let's go ahead and talk about you know what time it is the sleepers as we record this now oh it's 12 30 on a dot midnight Midnight. So as we talk Ryan about sleepers, time. speaking of sleepers, go ahead and cue the snores. 
the Suns tend to get mid streak. Yeah. Yeah. First time in a while. Yeah. Yeah. The Suns on the ten game win streak. I just I had I had a dream. Yeah. Um and it and it is it's true. It's true. Yeah, Suns are on a ten game win streak. Since 2010. Since Steve 2010. Nash, Jason Richardson, Grant Hill, Amari Stoudemire. Jaron Collins. Collins. Jaron Collins, yeah. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton. Wow. Yeah. Look at that comparative roster. Ari but um, yeah, that's, right. that's what that's what the dream was just about. <laughs> Not, nothing having to do with the episode, but that's uh, that was, mm. during, during my sleeper. That's what I was. <laughs> All right, whatever. Um <laughs> next up, we got our sleepers. Uh, you wanna you wanna yeah, I'll pop it off. I'm gonna pop right, it off. Who you another, got? Who I, I, short, I actually forgot who you said. Yeah, so. another, another, another short, sweet one. So originally I had Donovan Peoples Jones. Okay. Um, until we got a you know Dre did update me. I guess it looks like today also in practice. Um, looks like he kind of limped off the field, and I was kind of iffy on that. I wasn't. So he's, he's been dealing with a groin injury, so it's nothing new. I want to clarify before. Yeah. I, I read the report. I don't know if it specifically happened at practice. But the report did say that he limped off the field with a groin injury. So that, that could have been in reference to gotcha. the game. But it was an update today that said he limped off the field with a groin injury. So it nice. could have been practice, but it could have just been a follow-up from, from the, the game. game. Yeah. So and even then, yeah, and even even just hearing that, though, like I've been – it's. He's he's had a groin injury that's been iffy on. He missed yeah. a couple. I think he missed a game on it already. Yeah. He left the game on it. He came in, made a couple big plays, and then that was about it from there. So mm-hmm. it's clearly an injury that's still kind of lingering, which isn't surprising. You know, being a, it's a groin, usually groin, ham, strings, and calf injuries are by far the most lingering ones throughout the season. So um, I kind of changed it up. I switched it to another Cleveland Brown, so I didn't go too far off from the team. And I went with my guy who I was actually had as my who to trust. So this kind of works out in a way too. Okay. But Jarvis Landry, I went with. Jarvis Landry, um, I, I I like I just like the energy that he, that he that he gives off, and especially um, you know I would say a little storyline, but he definitely came out this week and was a little different than what Jarvis usually does. Typically, mm-hmm. um, Jarvis isn't too outspoken with any Cleveland issues, and he usually tries to be more of the captain and the leader of that team of just you know kind of just dissecting down or digressing any kind of you know feuds or anything that may be going on within the Browns organization, but um. He kind of spoke out a little more. Let's say he had an interview. He was getting ready to set up for you know those Thanksgiving um little giveaway, if I'm not mistaken. And um he was just kind of not understanding why he hasn't really been getting the ball. Kind of similar to what issues were revolving around the whole thing with Odell. Uh-huh. Um, and he just and he you know just wanted to speak on as far as overall and maybe you know and, and him and along with other receivers just know why you no know, hmm. just. The passing game isn't really there, and he's not sure why. He's not understanding why that's not going on, and um, and he's just, you know this is a big game for them. It's a big game for them to kind of continue to stay ahead. It also could be a trap game. You know, I'm, <laughs> we got the Lions going. Love on. you some trap games. Love a trap game, and the Lions. Um, the Browns are playing the Lions. Trapping ain't dead. They just exactly. scared. Exactly. And uh, and uh, the Lions. Uh, the Lions are something. You no, know, they may come out hungry. They've showed it from time to time again. But overall, I like this game to be Jarvis Landry, who usually when he speaks up, that's a voice that the Browns listen to. You know, he's 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 when he came to that's that true. team, he came like he came man. with an energy that um that the Browns needed, and that the whole yep. meeting time that he brought in there with the wide receivers about being injured and playing playing no matter what. You know that 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 built Cleveland with it for what they are now. And um, I feel like when he talks, the team listens, and uh, you know, he's looking for the receivers to be more involved and the offensive game to be more involved. We know I don't know if Baker's gonna play this week, but overall we know that's Baker's favorite target. And um, regardless of who quarterback plays, I'm sure that is gonna be the favorite target because he is the top receiver on that team currently. And um, so for me, I have this as a sleeper pick. He hasn't been too productive in the last two weeks, and neither has the Browns as a whole. The Browns as a whole has been going through some things. 
um, as they've been trying to shed light of all the stuff that we going on with Odell and just trying to get past all the Baker injuries. And I feel like this is one of those games where they need to kind of turn it around. And this is like a make or break for them. They're in a tough division, mm-hmm. um, they're turning towards the bottom of the division if they continue to lose games. So I see the game need to open up a little bit more, keep to get their receivers involved so they can, you know, help get some pressure off of Chubb and uh, DeAndre Johnson in the next game coming up. So I have here, I have Landry kind of, um, you know, kind of stepping up in this game against the Lions, a great team to do it against. I would predict for me for him to have six catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. He typically doesn't get a whole bunch of yards. He's just really active on the field, across, you know, just getting short check down passes and I know scoring a check down touchdown in the red zone. Um, I don't, don't think he has too many scores this year, though. Um, but history itself, you know, he is, again, he is a main contributor on that team. So mm-hmm. for me, I have him kind of stepping up. They don't have, you know, if D, if Donovan Peoples-Jones still dealing with that groin injury, um, you know, the already limits there. They already yeah, lost Odell. Super so, you know, they don't really have too many receivers. I know they have, um, what, Schwartz? Rashard Higgins, Anthony yeah. Schwartz. And and even yeah, then, that's, that's not, you know, that's not too much there. And yes, they utilize all their tight ends, but even then. That's the um, Lions. You need, you, need, you need receiver play. You can't rely on dump down two-yard passes to all your tight ends. Mm-hmm. You need you need to get your receivers involved. So I feel like this is a game where they do that. And I feel like this is a game where they um kind of turn it up a bit on the offensive end and there's no other receiver on that team to get those shares and Jarvis. And uh that's my it's my sleeper pick. I know he's been kind of okay. iffy and that Browns team has been iffy if it's not Nick Chubb. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. The Browns have definitely been iffy. Um some of the issues, man, it, it just kind of feels like it's self inflicted. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like there's a lot go- they just need I feel like they just need to re- kind of regroup. They, they start How many up, they, times are they going to regroup? They don't regroup every season for the last, like, yeah, but I, five but I, feel like, I feel like this is different. It's like, this team is different than the past year as far as, like, success. Like, they they did okay. they, they started off good last year, ended off on a really good note, which is what's so surprising. They got their first playoff win. They beat the Steelers in the playoff last year. Mm-hmm. A Steelers team that started off 11-0. Obviously, they dwindled down as the year went on, but they still were a great team when the Browns came in, beat them, and um, just, you know, tried to show that trend, and they just have not done that this year. And doesn't understand why because they made their defense better and they didn't really change much on offense. So I, it's just it's weird. And I feel like they just need to kind of get it together, grasp what's going on, understand, OK, Odell's no longer here. No more drama there. Mm-hmm. Baker's Baker. But, you know, we can you know they can make it work with their running game. They don't really need the pass. So, and I don't know. It's, it's a team that definitely okay. needs to kind of step it up. OK, no, I, I hear that. Yeah, but I, I, agree. But I agree, though, like they do. They, you know, over the years, it's always been like, OK. New Browns team, but yeah, it's, it's always is, some type of rejuvenation yeah. that just yeah. ends up with the same results. But you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, winning, we'll so see. It's, it's a little different, but yeah, we'll, but we'll, we'll, see. See. we'll see. That's we'll why see. it's sleeper. So we'll see if he wakes up or not. We'll okay. see what happens. There you go. The whole organization sleep, but they, you know, hopefully everybody <laughs> and him wake up. Yeah. Um, so who, you got? who you guys for your sleeper? Who's uh... all right? So uh, oh, my yeah, that's sleeper. Right. That's right. All right. My sleeper. Here we go. This is my sleeper. You ready for my sleeper? Patrick Taylor. Junior. P.T. P.T. Not Patrick Mahomes, not Jonathan Taylor. We talking about Patrick Taylor Jr. So you're probably asking yourself, who? Who is that? Get your pen and papers out. So Patrick Taylor Jr. is a rookie from the University of Memphis who was an undrafted free agent. The backfield when he was at Memphis consisted of Tony Pollard, Kenneth Gainwell, Daryl Henderson, and uh, Antonio Gibson for pretty. I mean, Gainwell's a rookie too, so he still has some time to develop. But talking about Daryl Henderson, talking about Antonio Gibson, talking about Tony Pollard, respected running backs in the league right now. Daryl Henderson in a primary role, Antonio Gibson in a primary role, 
Tony uh, uh, Tony Pollard a very good to be back to Ezekiel Elliott. Probably could definitely, I, I probably could definitely, I love when I say that, probably <laughs> could definitely lead a, a team as the primary back, Tony Pollard. Agreed? I think Tony Pollard's good enough to, yeah, to, be, no, was, to have true standalone value yeah, elsewhere. I was going to say that. I feel like he can. And um, I feel like just he's in the, you know, Zeke is a little different. Yeah. So even then, if he has someone maybe a little less than Zeke, he could He even, would be cutting it. Exactly. Yeah, he be cutting even exactly. more shares. So, so yeah, I definitely agree. Like, like, like you're Elijah looking Mitchell. At, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're looking at a running back room of... of NFL-ready players. Patrick Taylor was supposed to be that. NFL-ready. Like, make my mark. I'm a beast in, at, at Memphis amongst these other beasts. It's my time, too. Fortunately, it didn't happen that way. It didn't happen that way. Let's talk a little bit about it. Let's talk a little bit about it. So, um, back-to-back years at Memphis, sophomore and junior year, he put up over 1,000 all-purpose yards. So, that's rushing and catching. So, he, he, he has a little bit of both in his game. 6'3", 217 pounds, power back with speed. He ran a 4-5 at the combine. That was also on what he says was, um, you know, not not being healthy at the time. Um, so what happened? He tore, I believe it's the Liz Frank ligament. Yes, yeah. So he tore the ligament on the last drive in the first game of the 2019 season. Tore that ligament. He was out six to eight months of recovery. Um, during that time, you know, Gainwell ended up being that that guy. Gainwell went uh, went in the draft, as we know, to the Eagles, and um, Taylor actually ended up needing an additional surgery to his to his foot um, because the first procedure didn't go as planned. It wasn't the best advice that he got at the time, and um, he was, you know, he, after that six to eight month period, he was ready to declare to go to, you know, go to the draft. He was ready to get drafted and go to the league. Uh, the draft was in April. In March, he decided to go do this second surgery, uh, essentially dra- dropping his draft stock quite a bit, um, and he was undrafted. He went, he went undrafted and was picked up by Green Green Bay. Um, now, say what you want about Green Bay, but one thing that their uh, front office has shown an ability to do is to, um, you know, find these hidden gems. Aaron Jones, he was a late round acquisition. I think like the 114th pick or something like that. Um, Bakhtiari, same thing. 116th, I believe, somewhere up there. Um, it, it, it's, it's kind of incredible. Uh, Alan Lazard, he was undrafted. Robert Tanyan, he was undrafted. So, and these these are guys that came into the offense who have shown flashes. Alan Lazard had his flashes where he was a dependable two uh, B receiver to Devontae. You had Robert Tanyan who was on a hot streak, one of the hotter waiver wire pickups last year. Going into this year, had some you know high praise and what he could do. Unfortunately, he suffered an injury, ended his season. Um, so here we have Jonathan Taylor coming off an injury, was on the practice squad, got picked up, understands the system was on the back of the depth chart because you had Aaron Jones. Who thinks Aaron Jones is going to go down? Nobody, really. Then you got A.J. Dillon. That guy's not going down. You ever try to tip over a, a fridge? Probably had no success. <laughs> That's what it's like <laughs> going up against A.J. Dillon. The, the man is a fridge. Um, so behind him was uh, Colin Hill? Can, I think so. Yeah, I said some- yeah, Colin Hill, I think, was behind him. Colin Hill had a surgery, ended his season. So now you have Colin Hill. Colin Hill, right? Okay. Um, now you have Patrick Taylor. This is this is his his moment. Um, 
not a lot of running backs get that, especially when you're pushed so far back on the, on the depth chart as a rookie coming off injury. Um, you know, one thing he said in the article I was reading about him is, is you know, talent it always exists in the, in the NFL. There's always someone running as fast as you, jumping as high as you, as strong as you. Um, but one thing you 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 can do differently that everybody else is doing because everybody's strength and condition, everybody's doing that. But he said going through this adversity strengthened his mind, and that's something that allows someone of of you know his age right now. He's only 23, a rookie, like I said. Um, to the ability to strengthen your mind and prepare for the adversity of going through two surgeries, having to like do without football for so long at the age of 21 when it's all you know. Um, the most important thing you can do in those times is, is strengthen your mind. And that was something that he made sure that he prioritized to do when he was out of the game of football during, during his recovery time. Um, but here he is, undrafted free agent, ready to go. He's backing up A.J. Dillon. Earlier today, I read that Aaron Rodgers admires his game. He thinks he's going to be heavily involved in pass catching. Specifically, he mentioned pass catching. So A.J. Dillon, you would think, is going to be a bruiser between the tackle um, hard to bring down. Uh, what's his stamina like? What's his stamina like? He's never he got he actually he did last year. He had one full game where he played and he balled. He balled that game, AJ Dillon. Um, but now you have Patrick Taylor who is gonna be given the ability to to kind of relieve AJ Dillon sometimes. How often we don't really know, but everybody flocked to AJ Dillon as a waiver wire pickup or whatever the case may be. Nobody even batted an eye at Patrick Taylor and he's no scrub. He's not a scrub. So you have somebody out there who knows what this Aaron Jones injury, one to two weeks, we don't know what it's going to end up like. They have a bye week week, uh, 14, week 13. I think you said earlier, um, they have a bye week coming up soon. So who knows when Aaron Jones will be back after the bye week? Week fourteen. Sorry, okay. the Packers are thirteen. Sorry, yeah, Packers, Packers 13, thirteen. Okay. So who knows what they're gonna, you know, gonna be? You need some sort of insurance because that backfield, at my, you know, Lafleur loves to run. He loves to run. The way Aaron Rodgers plays, milk that clock, bleed that clock out, run the game, run the ball efficiently, and make some things happen. All that to say, take a look at this Patrick Taylor guy. Stash him on the end of your bench. Um. He's no scrub, man. And and me, you know, I love a good storyline. I love the storyline of this story player. Dre. Yeah, storyline Dre. Um, I, I love the storyline of this player. Um, you know, looking at some of his highlights, uh, you know, but sophomore season, he has 17 touchdowns. 17. Junior season, he has 16. They they considered him a red zone machine. So at the least, at the least, if AJ Dillon is a majority of the bulk of the of the carries. On, on as the as the one you know as the the one a running back he's gonna he might get some relief in the red zone and and clearly they're comfortable well in college they were comfortable putting the ball in his hands in the red zone he has the size he has the ability why not especially in a season where you're seeing all of these running backs pop up out of nowhere Khalil Herbert we were talking about it earlier Khalil Her- uh, Herbert Dearness Johnson um, who else? They're, they're, I mean, even you know, Najee Harris being a rookie, but look what he's doing. And uh, even though he was a, a big name at Bama, um, who else? You gave me somebody else, and I, I can't remember somebody else. Yeah, who... You're talking about uh, Deontay Foreman. Uh, yeah, Deontay Foreman. Look too. at Deontay Form- uh, Foreman coming up. Um, so I, even he, Cordell Patterson, even though he's you know seasoned, but just like the emergence yeah. of 
uh, of these running backs. Jordan in situations. Howard out of nowhere been coming and getting Jordan Howard, just, just Boston Scott. Like, like it's just, it's just, yeah, no, just goes come on, on man. Just, like we looking at these teams right now. Ramondre Stevenson, yeah, just, just um, even Bolden and pass yeah. catching duties. Brandon Bolden for you know the I mean? Patriots. You, yeah. There's a necessity. There's an uh, there's a necessity for having insurance in, in running backs this this year more than ever. It seems like I can't remember the last time a running back field looked like this. So many different names, so many different opportunities, so many you know what I mean split backfields. So the possibility is there. You know, don't frown on it. He's no scrub. He's not a walking off the street. If it wasn't for injuries, you know, what I mean, he he was out of there. He was out of there along with Gainwell. You know what I mean? You see the, the type of running backs that Memphis has produced over the years. Like I said, Tony Pollard, Daryl Henderson. Um, I left somebody off there. Antonio Gibson. All great you, backs. You know what I mean? All good backs doing their thing in the league right now, primary roles or secondary roles. So, um, you know, take a look into Patrick Taylor. Take a look into Patrick Taylor. Um, I honestly feel like he's going to get show enough this week where next week he's going to be a hot waiver target along with Cam Newton and um, – you know, even though they play the Rams, the Rams haven't been looking too great against the run recently. Yeah, no, no. Um, this week they play Minnesota. Minnesota hasn't been looking too good against the run recently. So th- there's opportunity. There's opportunity there. Um, especially if Aaron Rodgers is playing, the ball's gonna move. The ball's gonna move. Even in a game where Aaron Rodgers just admitted he was exhausted coming coming off of COVID, he was exhausted after that Seahawks game where they completely dominated. He still put up 17 points, and the defense was able to shut out the Seahawks. So I like uh, the, the possibility of Patrick Taylor, man. I love what A.J. Dillon's going to bring. I, I'm glad that he's getting this opportunity because he was a baller last season um, when Aaron Jones went down for, for a game, I think it was. Um, A.J. Dillon had the keys, and he and he balled that game. I think he had over 100 rushing yards. Um, you know, he played, he played really well. So I'm excited to see what this backfield does. Um you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers even said in an interview today, um, he likes where they are in, in the backfield. He, he, he likes the situation in the backfield right now. So um, just something to look at, man, something to look at. I know I was talking to you before about Patrick Taylor. Um, you said you, you know, read some stuff about him. I told you what I had read about him. Yep. Um, so, so Patrick Taylor, that, that's my, that's my sleeper. True sleeper um, check him out. A true sleeper, a true sleeper. And last year, last year, Jake Luton. Yep. Um, I called him for a good week. Luton locomotive. The Luton locomotive. I, I called it for that good week. It didn't pan out for the rest of the the rest of the season. But more than anything, I said that week you'd want to look at him just for streaming value. Just for streaming value. See what he can give you. See what he can give you. Um, so this week I'm kind of feeling the same about um, you know, Patrick Taylor, man. If it all pans out, you listen, you stashed him, and uh, you know. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Congratulations. Because I really feel like he's he's gonna people are gonna be like, who is this guy? Even in his limited, he had two carries for seven yards last, you know, last game. Very small sample size, but his runs were nice. They were impressive. Quick cutbacks, boom, hit the hole, go. Um, I just I like what he's gonna bring. And it's a different dynamic from what you'll get from AJ Dillon. Um, specifically in, in the pass catching area. Even though both can catch, I like the fact that Aaron Rodgers specifically mentioned him in pass catching. They think he's gonna be significant in pass catching. That's all you so that's, that's all you need to hear. Especially you hear, from you hear Aaron Rodgers. So especially from Aaron Rodgers. So um I like it. Patrick Taylor, man, that's my sleeper to go along with your sleeper. And I think we have some pretty good sleepers this week, in addition to our about the bus, in addition to 
to our yeah. uh, big trust. Yeah, make so, sure make sure y'all know y'all heard it. Fir- y'all heard it here first. Heard it here anything first. Anything goes off with Patrick Taylor Jr. Because I'm anything, almost certain that no one is really no one's talking checking about for Patrick him. Taylor Jr. No one even knows and, uh, who he is. Yeah, I like I, said, I like to pick him off for hard work. At the end of the day, like like your point out, talent is all in the league. Hard work beats talent, though, and mm-hmm. that's almost any always. no matter what no matter what it is. Hard work is always almost going to be talent almost every time. So, mm-hmm. um, it's it's great it's great to kind of see this falling in his hands. Every opportunity is falling for him. Starting running back, unfortunately, goes down. Third string goes down for him to take open that spot. And uh, this is his time to shine. And like you know, like you're saying, strong mind. Apparently, he's been reading. Uh, you know, been taking notes. Coach LaFleur said he has a notebook that looks like a quarterback's, and that's great. That's that's you wouldn't <laughs> want to hear anything else. That's great to hear. Yeah. So I mean, that lets you know how prepared he is and just how much he's ready to play. So mm-hmm. I'm all for. I'm all for the for the uh, Patrick Taylor uh, Jr. train. I didn't really know much about him until you brought it up. So you know, that's even you introduced me to a different player. A great backstory on him. So you know, stars the sky's the limit for him. So yeah, man, who, um, who doesn't love a good Cinderella football yeah, story everyone, in the and, midst and, of Thanksgiving and, year and Christmas? Get, yeah, every year we Come get on, something. Man. So um, and this year has been a very unpredictable year. So why not a more why fitting not? year for this to happen? Let's bring some more unpredictability, but let's do it with some accuracy. With, yeah. You know, with some with some with some notes, with some context right. to it. So, right. um, that's what we're here for. Fantasy culture podcast is what we do. It's what we do. So. Uh, sleepers, sleepers was uh, check. You know, we checked that off. About the bus, we checked that off. Big and uh, trust. big trust, check it we off. checked that off. So let's get into the last part of our second some, part. Uh, yeah. Um, we're talking about week eleven matchups, just key matchups. There's more, of course, but we're talking about our key ones, and you know what, why we like these matchups, who we think, et cetera, et cetera. That's so right. um, let's start it off. We got the Packers and the Vikings just yeah, transitioning Packers, from, from uh, Patrick Taylor. Division game. Division and, uh, game. In Minnesota. So in Minnesota. Uh, definitely, um, I mean, it's a game the Vikings, of course, still need to win. If mm-hmm. they want to look to keep their playoff hopes alive, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, to, I, mean, I like this game. Division game, I still like for the Packers, though, to kind of like win this Packers game. Um, but I think it'll be a good game, though. I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, I like, um, I like the Packers, too. Packers um, I'm gonna, I think it may actually be a uh, a, a pretty decent game. I, I'm going to be a pretty decent game. I'm going to go with a, I'm gonna go with 28-17. I'm going to say 28-17 Packers. 28-17. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 28-17 Packers. No, Reason no being... That. I was going to say 28, like 28-21, uh, somewhere around there. But, but it's, okay. it's, 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 it's not far off from there. It's like a field goal away, so okay. I can see it. I like I like the way Green Bay's defense has been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, They utilized Dalvin Cook because it wasn't it an overtime win Uh, last mm-hmm. week? Nah, it wasn't? No. I feel like Dalvin Cook had a lot of carries last game. He um he, he was on your don't you got him yeah but he definitely turned it up towards the end he wasn't too involved in the beginning of the game um oh it was a close game they ended up winning by a touchdown to Chargers twenty seven twenty yeah it was it, he but didn't really like turn had, up towards like the second part of, carries, of the game but how many um, carries did he get you know how many carries oh yeah tw- he had twenty four carries that's a, that's a pretty I mean that's that's a pretty regular day for for Dalvin Cook but still yeah I feel that's like a, that's a lot they, yeah they, I saw it, him on the field a lot yeah so he turned up towards the end of the like towards the end of the game he started turning up because I you know, have him on fantasy team so I was looking at his points and I was like ah oh, man but then he ended up scoring if I'm not mistaken yeah and he then, did he had and a then, touchdown um, yeah he was just kind of productive from there as the Vikings kind of continued to roll on in that game then it started I, off hot I read a stat about the Vikings in the red zone like rushing attempts like they've had like or lat or that game they had like five at the one yard line and they didn't convert on any of them this is atrocious like on, on the one like five rushing attempts on the one. Or, or they or they only converted on one and i think that's that the probably one was a lone touchdown yeah. yeah 
So, um, but that's, yeah, that's not good. The yeah. Opportunities are there. Kind of so, same like, remember I said about James, Josh Jacobs? Yeah, I almost said James Jacobs. Yeah, yeah Josh Jacobs. <laughs> James Jacobs. Uh, but yeah, like Josh Jacobs, like I said last year, he, he they had a... Red zone all the time, but just couldn't just, eat. Just they had a drought. Yeah. Like, couldn't convert. Couldn't convert on that one. Couldn't convert on the two. It was just, it, was, it wasn't good. But... Um, I, I like that matchup. I like that's a, that's a good start to our uh, to our to our you know key matchups for this week. Yep. Um, so we got Vikings and the Packers. Uh, who else we looking at? Another Who's division game: Cardinals at Seattle. Ooh, Cardinals Tough at game Seahawks. To play. Seattle coming off that loss, blowout loss Ugh, against the Packers, win. which I'm not sure they loss, are I mean. looking to come back home and you know they're back home now. They're away. They're you know they're not away. So twelve, twelve. This is, this is a good time for them to kind of you know regroup and hopefully mm. pick it up. Metcalf can uh, you know actually play. You know, not, not worry about arguing the whole time. I got a question. Yeah. You know why the Seahawks are called the Twelves? Twelve man. Is that what it is? Yeah, so it's, it's the fans. The fans are the 12th man. Like, they, ah, like so if they, they have a jersey that's man. 12. So, yeah, so my that's man. the okay, whole thing. That makes sense. Yeah, the whole okay. basis for that is the fans are also their part of the team. The 12th man. So. Got you. Makes um, sense. Okay. Yeah, I just so. need a clarification because I see it all the time. And yeah, I'm, yeah, that's I say it and I'm like. Yeah, they build that. That fan base what is huge that? for that. And that's what it, that's what actually with that group. Once they started that like 12 man thing, yeah. they just they took, it off, took from off there. After and that's okay. It. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. That makes, I, I think I kind of knew that, but I didn't it, know it, that. It so happened a little while ago. But yeah. 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 But um, yeah, so I, like okay. I said, this is, a, this is a huge game for them more than the Cardinals, I would say. Metcalf didn't um, practice today either. It's Wednesday, so, you know, yeah. I did, it's Wednesday, it's my Met, dudes. Metcalf is just so. He's maybe he made me upset with the way how he be sometimes the way how he be acting sometimes. sometimes. I'm like, man, grow up, man. I know yeah. you're so young, but come Mad on, diva. man. You know, de- little divish. Yeah, focus on the game. You know, L- you know, little de- little chalk it up, chalk up the L. You guys got manhandled. Keep it pushing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, it's gonna be a, a good another good game in Seattle again, division game, and this is a bigger game for the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Depending on if Kyler Murray plays or not, if Kyler Murray plays, I can see this being. I don't know if it'd be a shootout. They may be, he may be limited because of that ankle, and he's been missed two games. He's still kind of limping around. Obviously, he'll probably maintain it. Yeah. Um. So, but I, if Kyler Murray does play, I still I would like this to be a nice game. I'll, I'll put a, a favorite number. I'll put like a twenty four. A 24, 21, even maybe a 28, 17. You know you them 24s, um, 21s, right? boy. <laughs> maybe, maybe like a 28, 17 for the – I'm going for the Seahawks on this one. Um, But, dang, if Kyle Murray plays, it's going to be tough. But I, just, I don't I think he's going to play because they have a bye next week, right? I think you said they have a bye. See that? Yeah, I think it's next week yeah, if it's so, not 14. I mean, they, they may not force – they may, but, I mean, I didn't see any updates today yeah, next week, about yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't see any updates today about it. Um, I did see that D-Hop was still sidelined. Um, yeah. Usually, you know, Wednesday's not really much of a practice day, more like a walk. Yeah, a lot of a lot of them have rest um, in any yeah. like, a lot of so, times. Anyway. I mean, Kyler Murray could play, but just based on the fact that I didn't see any like anything, any new developments, um, there's a chance that he may sit. But nonetheless, Seahawks uh, had you know it's a big game as you said. Uh, Russ definitely has to come back and bounce back from that performance because that was not good. Um, and a lot of people seem to think the finger has something to do with it. He doesn't seem to think that. Pete Carroll even says he didn't. He doesn't think that. Um, Pete Carroll's actually infuriates me. <laughs> but um, such a nice guy, bro. I, I saw the, he had a report. Uh, I guess a clip from his from his um post game interview where he says they need to run more. Run more. Tell like he how, wants like, to run the ball more. Who like are you handing off to? Rashad Penny. Alex Collins? You'd rather use them game. over Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, is what you're saying. Even mm-hmm. Gerald Everett. The Seahawks like, season, you guys. This explains it all. Chris Carson's not there, bro. You should not be handing the ball off and trying to force this run. You got Alex Collins leading your backfield. 
no shade to Alice Collins because he, you know, he, he's produced over his he's time a in the tough league. runner, but but come Alice on. Collins, that's, that's come all, on, man, stop playing. So Pete Carroll infuriates me for that and a myriad of other reasons, but that specifically. Um, moving on, who we got next? Cowboys, Cowboys and Chiefs. Chiefs. Another game of the week. That's a game of the week for me. Game, game after game after game. That's the I, game of the week. I could agree. Definitely could be game of the week again. Another game that both teams need to win. So this is gonna make the make it that much better. This is a a proof for the Chiefs to kind of prove themselves. Everyone's saying they're back on track against the Raiders. I truthfully didn't really like that win for me to say they're back on groove. I know Mahomes had five like touchdowns, it but it wasn't like it wasn't like they played a dominant team. Like they still played a team that's not a great defense, that's going through a lot. And it's good for them, of course, yes, like for them to kind of try to get back on track. But I didn't like it for for me to sit here and say, Oh, yep, the Chiefs are back. Not at all. I'm um, not convinced just they're, yet. They're playing another great. They're playing a, uh, actually a great team, a good defensive team. Um, I will say the Chiefs' defense has stepped up the past couple of weeks, though. I will have noticed that the points that they have, that they have allowed has been good. Um, but overall, they're playing against you know, a Cowboys team that's also coming in hot. They're coming off a big win themselves. I'm coming and, um, in hot, and this is gonna be a nice afternoon man afternoon game. I'm, I'm excited for this one. I, I'm I'm going to shoot out. I'd probably go 34, 31, 36, this, 34. This will be the um, shootout that we expected from I'm going Cowboys, and I don't ever go for the Cowboys. Yeah, this is, is going to be a shootout we expected from the Falcons and, and, and yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. It's about to, we're about to make up for all of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, 30s. It's going to be the yeah, 30s. I'm going 30s. I'm going Cowboys for this one. I usually don't cheer for them. But, Fire um, up all your fantasy productive people because I think everybody eats yeah, in this. It's beat. a big game. Everybody this, eats this, in this. This is a huge, this so is like, a huge game. I'm going like 37 41. I think somebody, I think yeah. they're going to get busy. 37 41 at Arrowhead. Um, it, It's going to get, it's going to get real. So uh, I, I like the Cowboys though. I do. 37 41. I like the Cowboys to, to, to yeah. tough it out. I like Dak to to go off four touchdown, five touchdown type game. Yeah, man, um, over three hundred yards passing. CD had a little a little arm contusion or something, but he ended up sitting anyway. They sat them last game by the by the third quarter, um, so they got that little extra rest. But um, I, I like what I'm seeing from CD. Um, the rest of the offense looking good. So yeah, man, it's gonna be a good game. I'm looking forward to that game for sure. Big game, big game. And then um, up next, yep. another storyline game. Washington um, and Panthers. We talked about it earlier. Ron Rivera going back to Carolina to face the Panthers, his former team. Yep. Um, Cam, Cam. Newton getting most likely getting his first start back. Um, no, back back in the NFL now, back with his old team. Back with so, the team that drafted him. Yeah, definitely be a big game for both teams. A big game for Carolina, just kind of see how they, you know, if they can pull off a win in that division as they try to keep their playoff hopes CM, alive. CMC uh, looking back healthy yep. now. Chris McCaffrey finally get, catching his groove. He gets his old quarterback. You know, even with with, with Cam, he was balling. So, and I feel like that really changes the game. Like you can do a speed option with him, then you can Sam Arnold, like Sam, yeah, Sam Correct. Darnold. Like you Correct. can't you can't do a speed option. With I was going to mention that you beat now, me to it. Yeah, the now in the red zone was open. Yeah, red zone. Now you know who's getting the ball. You can they can give it to Cam. They, they can get him McCaffrey, or they can just go ahead and do what Cam did last time. Yep, it's option play and he's in there. Powered he's in. Huge huge quarterback who knows exactly how to get over the red zone. He's done it plenty of times. Still, so, still. Um, yeah, this is definitely going to be a good game. I don't see this being high scoring though. I don't um, see. It, I see. It, I was go twenty one. Another twenty one seventeen. Yeah. Low oh, scoring game. Right. On so twenty one seventeen is the score. We both just said that. So. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so another matchup after that. You think? Uh, you what? think Robbie Anderson scores? I think Robbie Anderson scores. I will put it. Yes, I feel like I feel like Cam is going to look for him on a deep route. I feel. Like, so he, I feel he, like it has to happen. Um, but I, I still, I mean, I, I, yeah, I feel like it has to happen. I feel like he's going to have to look to hit Robbie Anderson on a deep throw. Um, 
just to kind of pump some juice in this offense, man, and just kind of you know. I just feel like they're coming with a different vibe. Like it's a different culture with Cam there. Yeah. And, so um, I like I like I like I like for Robbie to 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 look to get looked for. Okay. So j- just just to kind of put it in perspective, so week six he had eleven targets. He only only three of them were catchable. That's week six. So in his last five matchups, he's had eleven and nine. That's twenty. He had one uh, target in week eight. That's twenty one and three in week nine against New England. That's twenty four and then six this past weekend with Cam. That's thirty. So roughly over his last five weeks, he's gotten six targets. He had six targets. That's exactly what he got with one game with Cam. Yeah. So and he got a touchdown out of it. Yep. And and it was a quick short. A lot throw. of people drop yeah. Robbie. Yeah. Because he, he just, may still be out there. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying. Actually, I'm not saying saw, what I'm saying. What I'm, I'm saying. What I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw him <laughs> on one of the waivers as well. So um. Yeah. He definitely would most likely to be out there. And uh, his poor play wasn't for him. It was Sam Darnold. It was been. It's been atrocious. Okay. Like and that's it. Like Robbie has opportunities to get the ball, but Darnold just cannot get him the ball. Can't it get just it wasn't him. working. So now we don't know what we're getting from Cam. Yeah, because he was at he too. was at the crib on a couch. Yeah, we don't so know what we're getting from. Timing may be off. Like all we saw was yep. a nice little run play and a mm-hmm. nice short dart throw. That's not too difficult when it comes to actually throwing but, deep. But it's Cam, and he's a veteran. Right. All right, you said it. He's a, he's a veteran. That, that's you know what I mean. Joe Flacco's getting a start, not because yeah. he's better. Just, I mean, he may be, but but even so, he's a veteran. And, he can and they're anticipating the a heavy blitz, like what like what Miami did to did to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. They're anticipating that, so they want to put a veteran back there to handle that. So they'll be doing the same thing with with Cam. You know, put the veteran back there. Um, the opportunity is alive and well, and then see what they can make bubble. You know what I mean? I like the energy that's surrounding that team right now, though. Mm-hmm. So um, even from the ownership down, owner, the owners of the, um, of the, of the Panthers Tepper. have a huge appreciation for Cam Newton and a good relationship. Even mm-hmm. though it's soured, you know, towards the end, seems like they hashed all that out. And, you know what I mean? They're he's deeply back. appreciative of what Cam did for the city during his tenure. So he's back now. You know, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. So, all right. So, that's a good matchup. I like that, too. Another good matchup. This whole week is a good matchup, Whole week is a good week. It's a good week, yo. It's a good week for football. Yeah. Colts and Bills, another great matchup. Two teams, again, still looking to win. Bills need to continue to turn it up. They're coming off a... um, Bills need to get it together. I don't say a great win, but they're coming off a win that a game they should have won in in a great fashion compared to the 9-6 and loss they took to the the Jaguars. Ew. They actually manhandled the Jets how they're supposed to. What's the Jets, right? Uh yeah, the they play the Jets. Manhandle the Jets how they're supposed to, and um, you know now now they're looking to face a better team, um, defensively, so to it say. Was, and um, it was not encouraging that uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley weren't really targeted much. No, it was, it was I, a Stephon. Stephon Diggs had like thirteen targets. Yeah, I mean he has he's been. I don't know. He hasn't the, been like that that yeah, season, though. So that's different for him yeah. to get all of those targets. Yeah. So. Um, they didn't have a run game. They were kind of without. Oh, uh, they were without Devin Singletary. No, he played. I had, oh, I he had did a, play. Yeah, I had to play. I had so a, who didn't I, play? Did Zach Moss play? He played too. He just didn't. Zach Moss. Neither one were off. efficient though. Yeah, they weren't efficient. Which is why Matt Breda came, when he came in, in and scored. Okay. Yeah, but um, they were in control of that game though. Mostly. Yeah, they, that's why Matt Breda got that got the opportunity to get yep. in there. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Colts and Bills. Good game you like here. this game? Yeah, I like, I like this game. Looks again, both teams. Colts trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Bills yep. are trying to make sure they can maintain. Biggest thing is is going to be home foot advantage overall. Like AFC right now is super True. stacked, and if all these teams, all the top teams, they need to get these wins to get closer to, to home foot advantage, which is why this is another huge game for the Bills. Um, yeah, 
So I, I, I would I don't see this being a high scoring game. Enough, like it's gonna be another defensive type game. Yeah, definitely. So I'll go another low score. Like we've been going twelve nine. Yo, 12-9? Oh, I'll probably go. I, I would probably go another twenty one. 24-21 or even yeah, like you think so? 17-14 would probably be my lowest score. I go, yeah, I feel like they both can put up some points, but I, th- I, think it's I, I don't low. think it's going to be anything I think it's too crazy. I don't know what I don't know what uh, Vegas has it as, but it has to be the lowest spread on the on the on the schedule this week. Yeah, it can't be too high. Of a I spread. don't think any other uh, any other matchup is scoring sco- scoring <laughs> is scoring lower so than uh, than what the Colts <laughs> and um and and uh, Bills Bills. There we go. The Colts and the Bills. I, I don't you know I don't yeah. know. I don't think it's. I don't think it'll be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be pretty low scoring, pretty yeah, low scoring. No, but nonetheless, going to be a good game. Good game. And then after that, Steelers and Chargers. Steelers and the Chargers. Chargers trying to yeah. just figure out what's going on. Um, Steelers, maybe another. Seems like they're they're getting ready for Mason Rudolph. Um, gearing up for him again. So Ray Ray McLeod, as we talked about earlier, Ray Ray, he may be a good little waiver wire acquisition. Ray Ray. Possible James Washington. Um. Just or Muth. You know, you've been yeah. talking about Muth for Fri- a minute. Fire Muth finally a, ready, yeah. finally came into form. Even with the return of Eric Ebron, um, Muth I'm sorry, outpaced. Okay. I don't know if you saw Eric Ebron. I don't know what he was trying to do on that jump. With that jump. Oh, I was like, bro, what are you, like, I know I know he's known for hurting man. people, but like, I was like, all right, all right, now we're that trying to. That man did to... nothing. That man went nowhere. <laughs> he jumped into he the, did like, nothing. He basically just jumped into the tackle. He like, tried to jump into even... his arms. I'm like, what are you doing? But um, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, Friar Muth. <laughs> Coach Thomas seen that. was like, Muth, get in there. Yeah, Muth, got Muth, get Ebron. Get Eric. 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 Get off the Eric. Yeah, so. But. Yeah, definitely a fryer move. Like you said, Ray Ray. Uh, you know, obviously Najee Harris is doing his thing too. So definitely gonna be a good game. Yeah. Um, I mean it's a troubling game for the Chargers, especially on the run defense. They're losing Tillery most likely and Joey Bosa. And Joey Bosa. So, so that's that, huge that, hit to the defense. That run line game is, is, is so, gonna be wide open. Yeah, man. That's and obviously we know that the Steelers have a give me a hundred yards and two TDs, my boy. Yeah, hundred yards it's, and two it's look, TDs. It's looking that way for Harris. So um, another game there, and then lastly, the the cap off the matchups here, big game for the Bengals going up against the Raiders. Coming off that bye, yep, coming off that bye, coming off two losses that I'm sure they want to turn around. They had a Man. strong start to the season. They sure did. They got to get um, it together. It's yeah, a big game. They're still with playoff hopes. I, you know, it's funny. I almost made a bet on that. Um, I'll, I'm debate if I wanted to bet this weekend on all the division um, winners. Okay. Just to make a bet, a bet now. Gotcha. And that was that was one division I, I got stuck on. I was like, I don't know. They easily can't. They can. Mm-hmm. By all means, they can they can definitely win in that division. Um, they they beat the Ravens already, so they'd hold the tie holder. If I'm not mistaken, they they they'd hold the tie over that if they happen to come to a tie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is is for me. I have the Ravens or the Bengals out of that division. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Browns. Um, and I've on them. I and I always forget the last team for some reason. And on, on all um, the uh, uh, um, Bengals, you said Browns, Bengals. Who else? Brown. We Bengals, just talked about it. Ravens, and I'm always missing a freaking team, and I just, I just we literally just talked about it, and I, and I can't even remember myself. Right? It's just I don't know. Look, now I'm like I'm gonna figure this out because it's gonna bother Eagles? me if I don't. Nah, nah, it's nah, not Eagles. It's um, gonna be AFC. Uh, uh, Bengals, Browns. This is Ravens, killing me right now. Right? Something. Find out. Well, but but no. So back to the, the matchup. Bengals coming off a bye. Um, you know they they got to get some stuff together. They got to figure some stuff out. Uh, you know, Raiders have to figure some stuff out. They've gone through a lot of adversity, losing their coach, <laughs> losing a wide receiver. Oh, forget this, the freaking Steelers. Steelers. So, I thought yeah, you said that. That's it. why I didn't say well, it. I, I, I thought just, you said I always it. do that. I always so yeah. So okay. right now for me, I like I I like I don't I don't I'm iffy on the Steelers. I feel like the Steelers are like last year. Like 
They have some wins, but they're really not a great team. They just win off. I don't know. They just off. Really? I good think they're better find, than last year. Fine, good teams find. I can say that. Yeah. I mean, I can say they're year. better than last year, but they just remind Dude. me in a sense of like they're not as dominant as it's as Big you may Ben. Want them though, to be. more than anything, it's yeah. Big Ben because yeah. you can't properly utilize a player like Claypool who can thrive off the deep ball if you can't get the ball deep. Yeah, if you keep throwing all these short passes to Thompson and, then, and that's really you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're not Johnson utilizing nobody else. You, they just running the ball, which is good because yeah. that's the kind of attitude that the Steelers have always had yep. is that run the ball, smash mouth, smash mouth, smash mouth and, football, and they produce man. great, you know, great running backs. You had your Le'Veon's, you had your Jerome Bettis, um, you know what I mean? You got the Najee Harris now. Um, give me some, uh, James Conner was on a run for a while. Yeah. Um, who else? I, mean, I like missing? Benny Snell, even though he don't really do too much. But yeah, Benny, you know overall, Benny Snell. Just, just overall, though, they just they're they're a tough team. Yeah, and that's and that's what they're built. And they've on, always so. had a good core. Deontay Johnson, yeah. you know what I mean? Juju, who's injured now, but Juju, yeah. James Washington, he's been there for quite some yeah, time. He's not a scrub, he just don't uh, really get Claypool, much play time. Yeah, so. Claypool, and then you got Ray McLeod. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so you you have a nice core. What's your quarterback play like? Yeah, you so, know what I mean. That's that's the important yeah. part of it. So that's for me. I have the Ravens or Bengals taking over this division. I feel like the Browns got too much going on, and I think same it's thing be with the Steelers. What the, the QB play is just not going to be able to lead them deep there. So definitely the Ravens. I mean, they will be going to be more prime. But I would say if the Bengals had a chance, they'd only be out of those two teams. I feel like are really going to win the division. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, this a, game, what you calling? This game here, I mean, the Bengals are going to start off hot. They put up some points this year, for they sure. They did. They did. Um, uh, oh I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 28. Uh, I'm going to go 28, 20. Because the Raiders can put up points if they actually play. Um, I'm going to go 28, 24. 28, 24. I go 28, 14. I'm going Bengals. Um, oh, you, you call it that dominant? I, I say seventeen. I saw twenty-eight, like seventeen. Yeah, I don't feel like the Raiders. Yeah, Bengals. I don't feel like the okay. Raiders are just here right now. I feel like they just need to get some stuff situated. Well, um, they're gonna play. I read I, a report. I think they're gonna turn it around, but I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just don't. I'm not seeing it. I just feel like defensively, they're just you know they kind of fell off. Well, and they need to get back on groove offense. But we'll see. That's I mean, true. They, they, they can. Could, like they, could, they, they balled. Could be coach speak here, but I mean, they did say that you know they need to get. Darren Waller more involved because he hasn't been. He hasn't. No, um, no, like no one has. Even again, they get Brian Edwards involved and they were util- yeah. utilizing Zay Jones. I mean, even 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 in that game against the Chiefs, honestly, one of the key moments in that I feel like was Deshaun Jackson when he yep. made that when he made that play and you know it wasn't characteristic for whatever he did and you know he fumbled and on that play they were it was 14-21. they were driving in the Chiefs they were in the mm-hmm. Chiefs red zone almost in that in that area and yep. from there it kind of flipped the switch yeah they had just crossed the, they were on like the if he would have caught that it would have been on like the thirty five yeah so they were they were past midfield yeah. so they were, so they were there and I feel like that was just kind of the turning point of the game that kind of dwindled down from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, yeah, I just feel like they're just, they're just need to get it together. I feel like they're in, a, in sync at this moment, yeah. you know, and which is, which is granted, you know, they lost their head coach in the middle of the season, lost yeah. their star, not a star receiver, but lost their main receiver. That's tough, um, man. You know, that's, it's, that's... It's lost our, one of their main cornerbacks, even though he didn't really play as much this year, but he still was supposed to be a vital point of the yeah. team and, you know, lost that and, you know, just put that along with everything else going on. It's kind of, it's hard for me it's to tough. see the focus there. It's so, tough to go out there and take care you of You know they can ball, but I don't, I don't see on. a big. Big output from them this week, but yeah. who knows? I mean, who knows? I have the Bengals again, twenty-eight seventeen. It could be twenty-eight twenty-four, but yeah, I'm I got, going I got twenty-eight 17. twenty-four. I think the Bengals. Um, I think they're gonna come out and do do good things. Um, T Higgins, man, he hasn't had a touchdown all season. I like him. For, I like for him to eat some pay, uh, pay dirt this week. I'm sure he let Joe Burrow know about it this by week. What? 
that he had oh, a touchdown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they <laughs> he talked about good. it. He got close. They talked about it, man. Um, <laughs> but, you know, T. Higgins was came up in conversations early in the season. Like, I don't know. People were tripping. They forgot who T. Higgins is, I guess. But he came back, and, you know I mean? He's been pretty significant. Double-digit production every week. He just yeah. hasn't had the touchdowns. He's been very Jacoby Myers-ish. Yep. Very Jacoby Myers-ish. Oh, Except his his up. air yards is is different. <laughs> he gets more air yards for sure. He definitely than, gets than, more than Jacoby, air yards. And he still looked at he's actually, um, in the red zone. Um, the Julio numbers. Because yes. Julio used to just get catches, but then just would not score. And would barely score. That's that's actually a really great comparison. Because that is true. Julio Jones for a long time. Yeah, Fantasy-wise was just like... I'm not, I'm not saying I was 140 not saying, yeah, yards. Not saying he's zero as Julio as a player, but just fantasy wise, Julio would always put up a lot of yards and catches, but no touchdowns, and it kind of dwindled the performance he could have had if he had a touchdown or two. But um, absolutely, yeah, that's um, um, just that's to kind of put it in perspective. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins have the same target share in the red zone. Ten targets, seven receptions for Jamar Chase, three touchdowns. T. Higgins, 10 targets, four completions. This says he has two touchdowns, but then he ain't scored this season. Did he? Do we know that for sure? I'm not for sure. Because what I'm looking at right now, NFL Savant says he has two touchdowns on the season. So now I got to look it up to see because I could have swore that he did Unless not have any like touchdowns on, this season. I don't feel like he scored recently. Yeah, maybe it was, maybe it was a recent thing that he just hasn't scored um, he hasn't scored recently, but let me take a look. See here, let's see. Ah, we stand corrected. He hasn't scored recently. He scored in the first two games of the season against Minnesota and Chicago. So we we take that back. He has scored, he did but score, but I'm it's been a sure uh, he's still saying, one two hey. three. So where we at week week eleven? <laughs> it just came off a bye, so almost like seven weeks. Yeah, he has he's, he hasn't scored a touchdown in seven weeks. So he's overdue. We'll put it that way. He's overdue. So th- yeah, so this says he has two touchdowns, ten targets. Uh. Four receptions. So 40% completion passes. So him and Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase has been balling. They share the same target share in the red zone. So, you know what I mean? Don't don't overthink it. He's still getting the looks. The targets are there consistently. Um, if anything, he's, he's struggled with with uh, injuries this season a little bit more than he did last year. So that's the only, like, uh, uh, you know, disclaimer with that. But he's he's the same same athlete, getting the same targets, He's still as important to the um to the offense, even with Joe Mixon in the mix. Uh, so just you know respect that, respect that. So I think they got a they got a have a good core. Um, and I think they beat the they beat the Raiders. I said 28-24. You said uh seventeen twenty four. Yeah, twenty eight seventeen. Twenty eight seventeen. Yeah, I mean, gonna be a good game overall. I like okay, I like the okay, good okay. games this week. Um, some aren't on here, but overall, these are ones where you feel like that yeah, are the best ones. And touched on the key matchups. That's some great key matchups. So it's going to be an exciting week. Another exciting week of football. It's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week. And with that being said, we are at the end of our week 11 episode. Per usual, we always want to give thanks to you guys for listening, chopping it up with us, engaging with us. Um, we've made an effort to be more engaging on um, on Twitter. Uh, next week we'll try and get, you know, we'll try and put some things on the, on the, I'm sorry, did I say Twitter? I'm at Instagram. We've been more engaging on Instagram. We always engage on Twitter. We're always active on Twitter. Um, just building up the, the, the same, um, energy surrounding our Instagram page. So if you haven't followed us, make sure you do so at fantasy culture podcast. And then, uh, that's on Instagram and at FF ball culture on, on Twitter. 
Um, look out for updates. Look out for content. Um, we're going to keep it coming. We're going to keep, you know, putting this together. Uh, we love where it's headed. We love having an opportunity to share with you guys our thoughts. And we love to hear your thoughts. So feel free to reach out. We encourage it. Let's continue to build this platform. Let's continue to build this community and um, and shed light on, on, on the fantasy football, po- uh, fantasy football podcast, fantasy culture. Right? Y'all heard that? Yeah, man. No, I miss that spot on. All right, cool. Spot on. All right, all right. Well, that's the end of our week 11 episodes. You anything you wanted to add? No, I mean, that's honestly, that's pretty much that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm, again, all it's right. always grateful for everyone for listening and tuning in and, you know, continue to reach out to us for any I'm, questions. They know just we love to talk sports. So I'm excited for, for next it. week because I feel like we got some, we talked about some stuff this, yeah, this episode. It's going to be a great, yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting so to either see. next week come, come back and I'm real. Stephen A. face when the Knicks lose because <laughs> because Patrick Taylor didn't didn't do what he's didn't do what I thought he was gonna do, or I'm cheek to cheek like when the Cowboys lose and Stephen A. got to talk about it. Ah oh, man, the Cowboys. How about are... them Cowboys? Oh man, I love it. I love Stephen A. <laughs> what a what a, hype. what a guy. What a guy. But we are out of here. Week eleven fantasy culture podcast. We are wrapping up. I am a D. And I'm out of here with Marquise here, guys. And thank you for listening to the Fantasy Culture Podcast. Yes, sir. We are out of here. Let's get some wins. It's almost playoff time. Get them wins in. And we are out. Peace. We out.